Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Like, yeah, because I'm too busy I'm trying to get talent. my life together. I'm just the talent, you know. I just come out here, do my shit, and go. Do you want me to say you're welcome now? Or. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote scripts and shit, asshole. All right. You look at me even on this thing. <laughs> you look at me even on this thing, motherfucker. <laughs> Sick of your fucking attitude. <laughs> That's all I get from you, is shit. That's all I get from you. All I get from you is shit because you ain't shit. What the fuck I'm saying? I understand. It's seven years of jealousy. That's what it is. It's seven years of jealousy, you motherfucker. Imagine if I was that big of a dick. Like, I've gone Hollywood now. I'm not even the one that lives in LA. I'm bigger than you ever be. And I'm an Arizona motherfucker. They move in Hollywood out here just because I out here by And then at the end, you're just I don't like, even have a trailer for this shit, and I'm still here. And then, this shit. and then at the end, you're just like, <laughs> I flip the table in front of me. It's got my desk on it. It's got my computer on Oh my god! What what if the whole podcast I just did this? <laughs> <laughs> that would be annoying. <laughs> that's a that's a Patreon episode. If you want the episode, <laughs> right? Pen click in. Hardware Patreon. Dude, I, we just start a Patreon and it's just us bitching. It's like just an episode, and each episode has one of us bitching to the other person about that other about that other person. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. like it's you know thirty minutes of me just bitching about you to you. And then the next episode is you about me. And then the next episode would be me bitching about you about what you said on the last one. Right. And the next episode is me bitching about you bitching about me. It just never stops. Listen. Fucking Steve talking that shit. Dude, it's crazy. We get like 1.5 mil a month on that shit. I wouldn't be surprised. That's how sad people are. That's sad. That's the train wreck everybody wants to see. Right. (laughs) 
All right. Welcome, everybody, to the. Oh, hi. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're recording now. Welcome, everybody, to the uh, Lazy Geeks podcast, our weekly podcast that discuss top news of the world of entertainment, gaming, comics, and technology. This is for the week of January 4th, even though it's the 5th, 6th, depending on when you actually hear this episode. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. I was noticing in the last few episodes, we never introduced ourselves. <laughs> Because <laughs> we need no introduction for one. That's that's number one. Number two, because we just started doing that casual talking, and then we cut in, and I think we a little too casual. Yeah, I know because it, it ends up being like we're bullshitting, and then you out of you out of nowhere go, "Oh, hey, uh, this is the Lazy Geeks. Uh, we're gonna talk about this and this. Yeah, what it is. <laughs> you know what this is about. I don't need to tell you right now." <laughs> you know what time it is, and if you don't, buy a fucking clock, baby, because you know how we do it, motherfucking shit. Motherfucker. I just like making weird shapes on the um, recording software. <laughs> you like watching the you like watching that they go up and down and stuff like that. I'm trying to I'm trying to spell my name with my my voice. Wow 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 wow. No, it's not working. <laughs> that would be like that would be like screenshot worthy, like on on Instagram. Like, look at this shit. <laughs> right in 2018, this is art. I bet you someone would buy this for like a thousand dollars at least. <laughs> you might even be able to get government subsidy, you know, because yeah, know, the endowment of the arts, you know. It's like, oh, you're useless to society. Let me um <laughs> not all artists. I mean if I posted if I posted this shit. Art is very important to society. The lazy geeks do not condone the the opinions expressed on this podcast. <laughs> no, they don't condone them because they the real Jews, but fucking it just life for me. <laughs> uh just a quick answer. <laughs> Uh, just a, a little quick thing. Yeah, we are a day late in posting this. Uh, Adam was uh, a little under the weather yesterday, so uh, we uh, we decided to go ahead and post this. And also, just another podcast, in case you're listening to that show, Just another. it's not just another podcast. Go ahead and check that up on iTunes. And uh, Contrary to popular belief, I am human. <laughs> Sometimes I get sick. No, I had a massive fucking headache yesterday. Like, And I usually don't get migraines. I feared yeah. for my fucking life. <laughs> like, well, well, that's what happens when she slams the car door on your head. <laughs> like on the dick, no. Um, I didn't say which it, one. <laughs> well, that's what I—that's what I meant by headache. It was just aching for a little. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, uh, I um, <laughs> imagine, hey, man, I gotta—I gotta cancel the podcast. Oh shit, what happens? <laughs> I'm trying to get this dick wet. Motherfucker, you know how it is. <laughs> Steve probably be like, okay. all right, man, it's one time, I guess. <laughs> all right, well, you want to do it tomorrow? Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like, it started around, like, I woke up and I had, like, a dull headache, but one of those, like, just ignore it and keep it moving. Right. And then it just progressively got bad <laughs> until the point, like, if I looked at light, I was like, oh, why? Oh, yeah, that's it. You know, and then um, I would I was trying to look at the computer screen, and I was like, I can't do this shit. And I was like, look, man, <laughs> canceling this shit, right? But, uh, yeah, I'm here now. I woke up. Well, I felt refreshed. It was funny, too, because when you messaged me about that, I was uh, I was getting, like, I was like, okay, well, you know, the Super, Bowl, the Super Bowl was going to start, and I'm just really watching it just for the commercials and stuff. 
So I was like, all right, well, I'll just get all the equipment set up now so they don't have to do it. So this is like 3.30 in the afternoon. Uh, and I'm like, all right, I'll just get it all set up now just so I don't have to do So then when I do the show, I could just, okay, move over to the desk and everything's all set up. And then literally, like literally, the last thing I got set up, I'm like, okay, everything's cool. All right. Uh, everything's all set up. And then I get that test. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, Listen, <laughs> that ain't before. none of my fault. <laughs> None of that is my fault. You setting up a little early, bruh. Okay. No, I actually was like, oh, I wish I would have said this earlier. Like, but that's when I finally, because I was just waiting for it. I think the issue is, I was like, you know, what, I'm gonna ignore Thinking it. It was gonna think it was just gonna fade. Right. It's just gonna go away. But I. So that means in that time, I'm still looking at monitors and I'm walking around and shit. Because pretty much the majority of my life, I'm looking at a screen. Is I'm, I'm either doing show notes or I'm doing D and D prep or I'm doing it's fucking constantly looking porn, at OneNote. You know. Porn, yeah. yeah. There's porn on OneNote. Why not? Yeah, you I, go, I, keep I, it organized. Yeah, you know. I mean, you've got two screens, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've noticed that since I got my fucking organization together, like my life is in OneNote. Oh, right. I just have notebooks for everything. <laughs> you know. So, um, right now I have. I have so much no note OneNote. I have to have two instances of OneNote open <laughs> just to do this. <laughs> By the way, you can do that if you didn't know you could do that. It's fucking dope. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can have two. You just open it again, and it will open a whole nother full window of of OneNote, and then you can be in different notes and you can compare them together and shit. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's kind of dope. Is that on that OneNote master level mastery that you were looking at? Um, no, I just. Forgot it was open one day, and I clicked on it again. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, I can do that. <laughs> oh, fuck it, is it open three? I don't know how many more I can open. Mm-hmm. I could have four open at once. That's gonna be a day project. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna sit there and figure out how much you're gonna do. I actually got out real quick before we get into this other shit. I got in trouble today. Well, I didn't get in trouble, but they were all talking about the football game, <laughs> which I really could give a flying fuck about. My my wife, the only thing I, I connect with the Patriots is I'm tired of everyone hating me when they go to the Super Bowl. I don't even watch football. But people will be like, Patsy, you're a fucking team, aren't they, you motherfucker? I'm like, well, first of all, don't catch a fucking hand. Like, I don't even care what you're talking about. Like, I the Pats were playing, and um, this was a uh, Friday. No, thir- Thursdays. I didn't work on Friday. Thursday. Like, so uh, – your your patriots they're in the super bowl again and i go um they're not my patriots but yes the patriots are playing in the super bowl again i think and they go yeah well i hope you fucking lose you piece i'm like you know that we're not the ones playing right like i'm not even gonna be there i don't know where you're at right you know he's like fuck you you know what i mean this is so vicious like i'm like uh so i don't want the patriots to win i don't want them to go to the super bowl because i want everyone to leave me the fuck alone <laughs> so i didn't know who the other team that was playing of the eagles yeah I, I had no idea who they were playing and for for a minute i thought it was the seahawks again oh god and i was like is it the seahawks Actually, i don't know i think and, the seahawks would probably have been more hated than than the Patriots. Pats. everyone hey i mean i hate the seahawks now i don't even fucking play like and that's only because there's one dude that was a super seahawks there's actually a lot of seahawks fans here like they have bars well what are you gonna do chart cheer for the cardinals come on listen 
If the Cardinals win, I would I would do it just because it's a it's a fucking historic event. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like landed on the moon. The Cardinals are in the Super Bowl. What the <laughs> fuck? Um, but they they just I found out that the Eagles were playing, and I do know they're the Philadelphia Eagles. I know that. <laughs> and um, and I go well, fuck it. I hope the Eagles win. I said that. Then I'm an enemy again. I had someone tell me that I'm a traitor. I'm like, wait a minute. Were you the one that just called me an asshole? <laughs> and then um, another one said that I was a bandwagon fan. I was like, wait, aren't the Patriots the bandwagon fan? I said, you know what? How about this? Fuck all of you. Right. Equally. <laughs> so my wife watched the game um, because she wanted the Patriots to lose. Because ever since she found out they cheated, she got like personally offended. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Um, so she's like screaming and hollering and I'm upstairs typing out Dungeons and Dragons steps. Like I'm, I'm doing my shit. So I go to work, um, today and they're like, did you watch the game? You know, asking everybody, did you watch the game? Did you watch the game? Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I watch it. I watch it. I think I was the only one who didn't watch it mm-hmm. or the only one who said I didn't watch it. Right. Cause a lot, I know a lot of people lie. Oh yeah. I caught it. You know, and they just catch like a highlight. So they have something to talk about. Right. And I'm like, no, nah, motherfucker, I didn't watch it. I didn't want to. So they're like, what were you doing last night? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, well, if you weren't watching the game. I was with game, your girl. <laughs> yeah, I was with your bitch while you were looking at that fucking game. Um, I was like, I was getting the Dungeons & Dragons game that I'm putting together ready. Like, I'm adding to it. Like, weren't you working on that last weekend? I said, yeah, but see, I'm creating an entire world. Um, and I mean, God took six days. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, what do you want from me? And uh, and they go, they go. Damn, you're such a fucking nerd. You you don't watch the game. And I'm like, okay, um, this isn't 1983, for one. And I said, and two, um, I'm doing something for my children. Where were your children yesterday? And the dude goes, I don't know. I was watching the game. And I go, oh. That's a that's a CPS call, isn't it? <laughs> he got fucking pissed. Like the fuck off my dick. I'm so happy. The day after Super Bowl Sunday is one of my favorite days because football season is over. Like I don't I don't mind when people like football. Most football fans are fine, but when you don't watch football, you're looked at like you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Like how can you not watch football? It's like fuck off, dude. You know, I watch baseball, and they're like baseball. Football fans don't like baseball, yeah, because they're two totally different sports. You know, and I'm like, I watch baseball, and like, baseball's fucking boring. And I'm like, you know what, dude, your dick is boring. That's why your girl left you. Why don't you get the fuck away from me, okay? But uh, I'm happy that football season's over. I hope everybody, if you guys wanted the Eagles to win, rock on. I was like um, most people, just anybody but the the Patriots. Right. If you are the 98% of football fans that wanted the Patriots to lose, if you're any fan that doesn't live <laughs> in Massachusetts, um, congratulations. It was a good game. I, I did watch the highlights uh, today when I was at my desk. Um, I understand football. I just don't watch it. Um, I didn't and it, was, it, did, it did look like a pretty – it was kind of neck and neck for a minute and yeah, stuff like I that. Yeah, I mean it was, so. it, it, was in, it was weird because like um, – after you had said I had been pretty much screenwriting the whole the whole weekend, and I was like, I really don't want to watch the game because I had no horse in this race, and I really could care less. But I wanted to kind of see just the commercials and the trailers and shit. So what I ended up doing was I paused TV just before they did um, uh, the national anthem and stuff like that. 
so I went, got on my got on my laptop. I was look rereading my screenplay and stuff like that. And I come back out. It's like forty five minutes has passed. So then I turned it on, watched uh, Pink see the national anthem, zipped through the game up to the first batch of commercials. And just uh, they had the... Pink sing the national anthem. Actually, she did pretty good. She actually, did I really usually good. don't like her. I don't like her like, when she talks. Like because all the yeah. shit that comes out of her mouth, she just sounds so ignorant of everything. Um, and like I'm confident in my ignorance. Like I just I just can't stand her. But she's a good singer, and I I would listen to her singing. She had the flu like the whole week, leading up to it. And she, oh, she she's she's got good work ethic. I've yeah. seen some shit with that. She she never stops working. That's respectable. It's just yeah. every time she speaks, I'm like, oh go. Yeah, all she did was like, hmm. and then she started singing. So I was like, okay, I can deal with that. Uh, but uh, some of the highlights from the commercials, uh, Infinity War trailer looks sick. Um. The Jurassic Park trailer looks really looks really really fucking cool. Um, my favorite commercial of the whole thing is those fucking Tide commercials. You were saying something that, on Twitter, I think. Yeah, those Tide commercials are fucking hilarious. It's it's the dude from uh, it's the uh, sheriff from uh, Stranger Things. He's been in a, a lot of other things. He's playing the new Hellboy, and. He's in this commercial, and they show this car driving, and he's in this. He looks, he's dressed up to look like Matthew McConaughey, and mm-hmm. he goes, "Just another car commercial, but is it?" And then he's just sorry. He's like, "This is a Tide commercial," and he's making fun of all these other commercials. And he's like, "He's like, so does that mean every commercial is a Tide commercial?" And during the Super Bowl, there were different commercials. You would it would start off like, you know, like, you know, lower extremity pain is the biggest cause of of. Um, biggest problem amongst uh, older people, and then he and then he steps in and is like, "It's a Tide commercial," you know. <laughs> it was all that's kind of smooth. They dude. had they had the old old spice dude. Remember that guy? The is yeah. that guy? He's on this horse and he goes, "Hello." He goes, he goes, "Do you ever?" And coming out of his hand is a Tide bottle, and he looks at it, and then the camera pulls back, and the other guy's sitting on this extra long horse <laughs> behind him, and he's like, "It's a Tide commercial." He goes, "Get off my horse." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, fucking Tide's trying to save face because all the all the fucking special kids were eating oh, them or yeah. something. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. It was it, those commercials actually had me rolling. Uh, I I dug that a lot. So uh, that was my highlight. Um, but one thing I wanted to kind of touch in, and I just I added this yesterday because Adam Adam told me about it, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. If you like that old classic Windows Seven uh, menu option. Windows Classic Shell, baby. Um, Adam told me about this. Was it Saturday? I think. I think he said, yeah. yeah, he mentioned something about. It. He goes, "Yeah, I downloaded the Windows Classic uh, and uh, had that on my uh, on there because he can't figure out how to work Windows 10." Uh, start. I like- know how to work it, but <laughs> I sw- this. It's like Apple designed the fucking stop menu on Windows 10. <laughs> it's so simplistic, and I'm like, "Fuck that!" Like the stop menu is supposed to be that central motherfucking hub baby okay <laughs> windows 7 stop menu is the pinnacle and now i have it so suck all the dicks steve <laughs> uh it's actually really cool it, it gives you a couple of different options it's free it's a couple of different options on how you want your start menu to look and then it gives you right in the middle like uh, the ability to switch back to the other start menu you know, if you need something, you know, let's you have something pinned to smart, you know, your smart menu or whatever, or your start menu. Um, I have the link in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. It's actually really cool. Um, it's been around for a long time. Yeah. But, you know, 
people forget shit. Yeah, but I dig it, man. Yeah. It just it's it seems more powerful because there's more shit going on. You know, and still I use it the same way where I, I just hit the Windows key and type what I want anyway. But <laughs> um, that tripped someone out today at work. So I was training someone and they were like, you don't touch the mouse much. And I go, well, one. Haven't you ever a, watched hacker movies in the 80s? They never right. use a mouse. <laughs> I say, one, we're using a DOS based system. So the mouse don't work. Right. Uh, I said, but. She's like, yeah, but you do a lot of alt tabs and you tab to your field only because it's faster. And she's like, well, it's not faster for me because I need the mouse. And I'm like, and you're what's wrong with computer users today? (laughs) I said, I use the mouse if I have to. Right. If there's a way I can get to it without using the mouse, I ain't touching that fucking that thing cold as fuck. (laughs) Unless I'm gaming. Yeah, (laughs) motherfucker. And, uh, and we also have a follow-up on last week's uh, discussion topic. You guys remember last week uh, we discussed uh, G- uh, we had a discussion about GPU demands and cryptocurrency. So we have a follow-up stories that came out around the same time that we, our podcast dropped. So TechCrunch was reporting that Samsung is getting into the mining business for cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum. Samsung is working on a chip that is specifically designed for mining, taking pressure off the high demands of GPUs. A spokesperson told the firm... Uh, a for the firm told TechCrunch, quote, Samsung's foundry business is currently engaged in the manufacturing of cryptocurrency mining chips. However, we are not able to disclose further details regarding our customers, end quote. Uh, from what I in from the TechCrunch article, it seems like they have been doing this for a little bit of time for big businesses that are, you know, that are that are in it, are about it. So, you know, it's a little it'll be interesting to see how that how that rolls out. And, you know. Hopefully helps us out because Jesus Christ. Um, but also at the same time, AMD during a Q4 earnings call answered a question in regards to the shortage. Quote, relative to to just where we are in the market today, for sure the GPU channel is lower than we would like it to be. So we are ramping up our production. At this point, we weren't we are not limited to by silicon per se. So our foundry partners are supplying us. There are shortages in memory, and I think that is true across the board, whether you're talking about GDDR5 or you're talking about high bandwidth memory. We continue to work through that with our memory partners and we'll be certain and will be certainly one of our key factors going through 2018. Yeah, I, I posted on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I shared this article on Twitter, and, and I was like, cool, can we have our GPUs back now, please? <laughs> I know, right? And and someone liked it. It was this fucking organization for crypto mining. I'm like, get the <laughs> fuck away from me. You fucking mock me with your like. Block. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like an <laughs> asshole. Um, yeah, I mean, this is cool. We'll see how it pans out. That's the problem is a lot of this stuff is made with things that are either difficult to ma- produce or are, are not as common. Yeah. You know, so they can't make it as fast. Yeah, the rare Like people, oh, shit. just it's the video's fault because they don't make a million cards a day. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> They, they You're can't what's make wrong a million. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can't make a million cards a day, you know. But uh, I don't know. What can you do? Nothing. Yeah. 
that's what you can do. Yeah, Absolutely pretty much. <laughs> True you words have never been spoken. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our main story this week will be about Xbox exclusivity issues. But before that, why don't we get into some headlines? So in entertainment news this week, everybody has known you could buy Twitter followers since Twitter came onto the scene. Apparently now it's a thing. Again, mm-hmm. the, the New York Times published a report that claimed many actor people, actually, like actors. Many actor people. Yeah, many actor people. Many people like actor Jean Leguizamo, tech millionaire Michael Dell, ex-football player Ray Lewis, and Chicago Sun-Times movie critic Richard Roper have been paying for their Twitter followers. This has led into an investigation of Roper and will not be publishing any of his work in the meantime. You may remember Roper as a co-host for uh, with Roger Ebert's TV show, At the Movies. He is uh, considered a respectable movie critic, which makes this a little embarrassing. Uh, and there was no response from him at the time of this revela- revelation. However, since then... Um, around the time that I wrote the the script for this, it was, um, he's been reinstated. Uh, he's deleted his old Twitter account. He quote unquote claims he didn't know that they were just bots that he was purchasing. He thought he was getting real people. Sure. He thought he was buying real people? Yeah, I guess. You know, oh. I thought they outlawed that with, you know, slavery and shit. Um, well, my thing is, is like, who gives a fuck? Like, if they're all yeah, bots. Yeah, I mean, I think, I guess because you're representing a brand, if you're branding yourself, so... You know, you truly don't have hey, you branding yourself a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like kind of like thinking like, well, what's the deal? I don't get I don't understand why this is a big deal. Um, so but, you know, it's like whatever. But he deleted. His I guess Twitter the more because the more followers you have, those people that follow whatever that follower is, even if it's a, it, it increases your reach. Yeah. I guess. And it's unearned or something. Well, it's, it's not a noble way to use Twitter. Yeah. Steve. Yeah, and, you know, and for, like, and, yeah, because when you have people like, you know, uh, Kim Kardashian, who has, you know, quote, unquote, so many hundreds of thousands, millions of followers, she's paid by that because she has this reach, so she gets paid to endorse shit or something on Twitter, and I guess, you know, you don't have that, then, yeah, you're kind of cheating the system. Fraud, I guess she, it would be the... I don't be. think she has enough, uh, as many followers as her baby sisters, though. <laughs> That's old news, baby. <laughs> Oh, anyway, sometimes I forget that people have regular television because it's been a really long time since I have, <laughs> even though my wife um, is planning on getting it again, much to my fucking dismay. <laughs> AT&T's next gen TV platform is supposed to drop for direct TV now subscribers first, although we haven't got any firm details on when CEO Randall Stevenson at the latest earnings meeting, has confirmed this next gen, in quotes, next gen. Um, DirecTV Now will launch in spring of 2018 with features like a cloud-based DVR, third stream and interface upgrades. Um, and that's it. Beta testers have been <laughs> using using this new system since late 2017. Things haven't been looking good for AT&T. AT, I hate saying AT&T. Hmm. Um, Things haven't been looking good for AT&T's TV offerings uh, lately. While they added a net 161,000 American video subs in the fourth quarter of the year, it's only due to the 368,000 DirecTV Now subs they gained reaching nearly 1.2 million. 
Engadget was nice enough to do some rough math here because I wasn't going to. Yeah, I wrote that. It even slipped me up Um, and worked out the traditional TV gains uh, actually would equal a loss if um, now stayed perfectly flat. So even if they didn't gain anything with DirecTV now, the 161,000 would have been a net loss. Jesus. They're getting no fucking subscribers to DirecTV lately because no one fucking cares. Um, With so many kids – in the streaming services uh, pool these days, now is a perfect time for AT&T to start throwing some bones to the DirecTV Now service. No matter what they do, though, this really looks like the writing is on the wall for the future of traditional television services. Um, and it's kind of, if, if you're still going, no, traditional TV is not going anywhere in the future, you're fucking blind. <laughs> like this shit's – this is, this is the beginning right here where they start blending them together. Well, because I don't it's really like a think transition. Traditional television is really going to go anywhere. I'm just kidding. Um, You're an asshole. <laughs> the only reason I still have it is because they actually offered us a good deal, which I got to call them back and you know try to re up that thing. But uh, I don't know why my wife wants to get. She told me something about the, they don't have the Latin channel she wants on, and I'm like, no one cares. Possible. This is America, Lorena. <laughs> that, no one that, cares that is, about that. That is quite possible because that the problem that you have right now, and and this is. The big problem with DirecTV now is DirecTV now, their that service, everything I've heard has been bad. Even people, even people that don't usually complain are like, yeah, I tried it, it sucks. I've moved over to Sling TV or you know, YouTube TV or you know, whatever YouTube. else. You know, and it's just like but it's because DirecTV was is just one of those it's one of those big companies that just doesn't want to migrate over there. They still want to get people over to to their stuff. And because they want the they want the contracts, they want you locked in. But you know, it's it's just it's it hasn't lived up to any of the offering that they that they had, and it just that's why it's gone by the wayside. Which is nine times out of ten, what happens? These companies yeah. are dumb. Yeah, like they they put out something that has potential, and they go, okay, let's not do shit. Yeah, like what the fuck? Like somehow they're gonna just come back and then get their satellite service. Which well, is they like, want. They want instant gratification. They want to put something out that's half-baked, and they want people to drool over it. Yeah. And then they go, okay, let me throw you a bone. It's like, no, updating your shit so it works is not a feature. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, well, the, so, the, the big thing, too, is that, like like John all the time, because my brother, the, the, the DirecTV service is in his name. Every other day he's getting like, oh, hey, if you sign up for everything, television, phone, you know, you get this much free, and it, it all the free stuff that they're offering is DirecTV. You right. know, it's like going, yeah, if you come and you sign up for our phone service, we'll give you a X amount of months free on DirecTV. It's like, no, because you have two service. The DirecTV, they haven't really fucked with DirecTV, which is which was always my fear when they took it over. So everything's been kind of good, but everybody knows AT and T sucks. So it's like, why bother? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like going, oh, you mean to go from actually using my smartphone to just holding it, a, you know, as a as a, a paper stop. You know, it's like that's not, not really what I want to go for. Well, AT&T works well here, but I know in most areas it doesn't. Yeah. The the um the, the the it's just there's problems across the fucking board. And honestly, if they if everyone would just stop trying to provide television to everybody and just say, "You know what? How about this better internet?" We're talking Japanese speeds. <laughs> okay right. and no caps 
go nuts. Yeah. And then and then we won't have any issues. Right. And then everyone will buy fucking streaming services and no one will care. Yeah. You know. Well, in gaming news, Mario Kart is coming to smartphones. That's it. That's the story. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that's that's a Mario that's, Kart story. That's a, that's the story right there. Nintendo announced last week via Twitter that its most popular IP in Nintendo's arsenal is coming to smartphones in the coming year. Nintendo originally planned to have released five smartphone games in 2017, but only Super Mario Run, Fire Emblem Heroes, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, and the ill-fated Mitomo Social app have made it out so far. Last year, the Wall Street Journal reported that Nintendo was working on a Legend of Zelda mobile title. There's no additional information about the game, only that this is actually happening. I mean, it's about time. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know. I mean, there's money to be made. Yeah. You know, if I was sitting in the boardroom of fucking Nintendo, I'm like, listen, what the fuck are we doing? Right. It's like a thumb up your ass. It's like Mario games, Mario Kart, maybe Star Fox. That would be kind of cool. You That'd know, be dope. You know. Imagine Star Fox and you're flying and you can move your phone like it uses like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do a barrel roll. Dun, 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 yeah. Be that Nintendo 64 version. Do a barrel roll. <laughs> I want the fucking, the version that they don't talk, but they go, I like that version. And then just a Mario game where you're in the water levels. Oh, that's horrible. No one likes those levels. Well, you know when you when you played those levels, you know when you had the controller and you kept throwing it up, you know, to yeah. try to get the, go, that, go, you, go, you, go. You make it in the gyro. You make the gyro into the into the smartphone. Yeah. So every time you go up, Mario goes up. So hey, that'd be cool if the Mario Kart you can turn your phone too. I'll be fine. Get down on that corny oh, yeah. shit, dude. That'd be dope. <laughs> Is he cheesing? <laughs> Is he cheesing? Shout out to Dashy Games, motherfucker. <laughs> um. So don't call it a comeback, Steve, because Nintendo in the fucking building, no. Oh, I'm going to talk about Nintendo. I've been too. here for years. Oh, shit. <laughs> Nintendo should be pretty pleased with the outstanding popularity of their latest console offering. It just keeps getting better, it seems, because in a matter of five months, the Switch now officially outs outsold the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if that says a lot about the Switch, or reminds us what we already knew about the Wii U. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, um, Nintendo had a great holiday quarter, selling 7.23 million Switch consoles. That nearly doubles the total amount sold to date. They ended December with a total of 14.86 million units sold. That's in a year, by the way. Um, See what happens you when you don't uh, suppress availability? Right. See what happens mm -hmm. when you don't fucking bullshit around? Mm -hmm. As you would expect, Nintendo's game lineup is selling just as well. Here's a breakdown. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, 7.33 million. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 6.70 million. Super Mario Odyssey, 9.07 million. And Splatoon 2 for 4.91 million. Um, I don't really like Splatoon. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Yeah, the way it, I, I, I was playing Splatoon 2, and it's one of those games where I know how to play it, but I can't figure it out. You know, you ever get that? Like, you're kind of like, and then you don't like it enough. So you're like, ah, fuck it. It's and you like still care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know how to do it. I just can't figure out how to do it. Right. 
With all this good fortune, Nintendo is getting a bit more ballsy with their financial forecast. Nintendo expects to earn 33.3% greater operating profit profits higher than previously expected. However, things may be cooling down with a slower release schedule um, during during this period. Kirby Star Allies is the biggest Switch title on the slate. <laughs> Um, and the, of course the Labo cardboard accessories drop in April, but those seem pretty niche. I don't yeah. think they're going to fucking sell like hotcakes. I think if I remember correctly, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, I think that them Labo cardboard things are a little too expensive, bruh. Like for just of course it's going to be expensive. I mean, they come with the games and all, but I mean, all you're doing is making like a poor kid's 3d printer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, see the thing that, and if the Switch didn't beat out the Wii U lifetime, that would have been pretty sad. Right up. But uh, but see, the thing is, is like with the Switch, the thing, actually, the real the real benefit that Nintendo had with the Switch is is Legend of Zelda launch title, and yeah. that's always been your and my big complaint about Nintendo is that they release a new system, no major titles coming out in launch. That was a big problem with the Wii U. They released all these, and, and they were all games that came out on the other consoles like a year ago. I mean, in Nintendo's defense, when the NES released, they didn't have a Zelda title either. Seriously? I'm just saying. <laughs> when the Super <laughs> Nintendo released, they didn't have a Zelda title ready for, ready for that on release either. But they had a fucking Mario title. When, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But the thing, but the thing, wonder, what, is, what release with the Super Nintendo? I'm gonna double check. But the thing, I'm is, do some research. With, the, with with that, they didn't have anything that really made people go for it. And so then, of course, you had a Zelda title, and yeah, of course, you had after that. It was like, am I really just gonna buy it for Zelda? And then by Christmas, we got, you know, we've got Mario Kart and Mario Odyssey and all of those bigger games. And of course, coming out right at the holidays, they just had it. They just had a better setup this time than they did before. So it seems like they kind of learned the, from the issue of uh, the Wii U. Listen, first of all, shout out to geek.com. They have a complete Nintendo launch titles history for every console they ever put out. Fuck. I'm going to look at just Super Nintendo. And I might add this to the show notes for the website just so y'all can check it out. Um Oh, I skipped it. Fuck you, you fucking piece. Oh. <laughs> Surprisingly, the virtual uh, the Virtual Boys launch titles were um, the only ones that came out. Uh, <laughs> so the launch titles were the only were, ones that mattered. <laughs> is this really? Is this for real? Because there's not that many games on here. Um, November 1990, Super Nintendo, F-Zero, motherfucker. <laughs> Super Mario World and Pilot Wings. I think there were more games. I ain't linking this. Y'all motherfuckers got basic on me. <laughs> anyway, um, I also agree with everything Steve said. Now, that yeah, that's it. It's your turn. <laughs> right. I got caught up trying to look at those games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on into comic news. After months of speculation, we finally know that Brian Michael Bendis' project will be for DC. We knew he would be writing a story for the 1,000th issue of Action Comics. After that, he will be launching a six-issue miniseries called Man of Steel at the end of May. Quote, Man of Steel is 
telling a giant story that's the status quo, what's going to be going on with Superman and Metropolis and everything around him, Ben has said about the project. Again, it's following up on the big bombs we not only drop in Action Comics 1000, but following up on those beats and digging e in even deeper. After the miniseries, he will t start taking over writing duties for both Superman and Action Comics. Superman will relaunch with an issue one, while Action Comics will begin with 1001. I'm fucking so excited to see what he puts out, dude. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really curious as to see how, you know, what he does with Superman. I mean, the current run has been good with Superman, and and I know with is is it action or I think it's action that has more of the father son dynamic going on. You know what though? I'm excited that he's coming in when the series is solid mm -hmm. because it would have been real easy for him to come in when it was stupid. Right. And then and then he really doesn't have to do that much. Now he's <laughs> got to really fucking show up. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, okay, these motherfuckers were doing something kind of slick. I'm going to have to come in with my A game. Yeah. So I'm, re I'm fucking looking forward to it. Like, I'm super excited. <laughs> I was talking about it to people who don't even know who the fuck Bendis is. Do you even understand what I'm telling you? It's like Gandhi's about to write Superman. You understand what I'm talking about? They're like, okay. <laughs> While it may so, be exaggerated, my point still stands. <laughs> that's right. So um, this isn't even that big of news. <laughs> but I couldn't let it slide. Like, it, it had to be spoken about. OK, there's so much weird in this story. The more you think about it, the weirder it gets. And of course, it happened in Japan. Of course. According to the Anime News Network, which as of today, I know exists. <laughs> as I of today. I had no idea before this. Japanese police have caught an adult and middle-aged student or middle school student. Middle-aged student, middle student. Middle school student in the Hyogo uh Prefector, and I actually have this um, as a story on the website. Yes, I posted a story on the website, um, <laughs> and I linked to Wikipedia because I, I had to look it up. I was, what the fuck is that? And it's just like a neighborhood. Um, their crime: stealing thirty-eight manga volumes. Jeez. The estimated worth of these books is twenty-one thousand yen, or one hundred and ninety-two dollars hmm. U.S. Um, now, before you assume Japan takes its manga a little too seriously, um, which it does, uh, these may not be the only books these two have stolen. They both resemble two crooks that stole 100 manga volumes from the same store two days before the store manager recognized them from the security footage and called police this time. <laughs> this time. This time. Police are saying the man and 14-year-old girl are, quote, acquaintances, end quote, which raises more questions than it answers. Um, for those interested, the manga in question takes place in China during the Shangaku, Sheng, Shangakao period, whatever. I just <laughs> thought this was hilarious and a little troubling. Now, the reason why I picked this one, because really the only news this week in comics was Bendis. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I picked some stupid shit. So, but... I think someone needs to check up on that little girl. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> child, child services. Acquaintances. Ain't no grown man an acquaintance of a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> just saying. Especially in Japan. Listen, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. 
okay? But Japan is known for some freaky shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. This, this is true. This is true. Get it together over there. <laughs> uh, so, in technology news, since the launch of the Nintendo Switch, their online subscription service has been free. It was expected to become a paid service at some point. We have an official date as to when it will become a paid service. The online service, which is expected to be Nintendo's version of PSN or Xbox Live, will cost $3.99 a month or $19.99 per year starting September. Outside of online play, subscribers will also get access to classic games from the com company's back catalog, which will be updated with new features like leaderboards and multiplayer. The company plans to reveal more details about the subscription later in the year. That's not bad. I mean, that price is fucking very doable. Um, yeah, I mean, people. some people are crying like, oh, fucking Nintendo's going to charge you. It's like, listen, motherfucker, this shit ain't free for them to run. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and and uh, I know a lot of people, they were given X, um, Sony, Sony flack when Sony, uh, when it's like, listen, you guys complained in the PS3 days that they didn't have a, a, a fucking online service that rivaled Xbox Live. Well, Xbox Live was legit because you have people paying for it. Right. You know, it's the same with, People complain about free-to-play MMOs. Why can't you be as good as the paid, the monthly paid? Because you ain't paying them every month. Right. Like, come on, guys. We all got light bills. Okay? <laughs> no, not when you're dealing with them. Yeah. Entitled fuckheads. <laughs> anyway. In a recent launch, Elon Musk confirmed the Falcon 9 first stage uh, from the GovSat 1 launch survived its water landing the interesting part that wasn't the plan <laughs> i actually like writing these now because i can just get dumb yeah <laughs> now we've heard of these reusable rockets before spacex has been landing them on their floating barge pretty successfully lately however they they don't do it for every single rocket quite yet the GovSat-1 rocket was only meant to test a, quote, very high retro thrust, thrust landing, end quote, just to protect the drone ship. I'm, I'm having a really hard time pronouncing things. I don't know why. <laughs> the expected <laughs> – yeah, probably. The expected outcome was the rocket would die a glorious death. However, it decided to show everyone up. It's unknown if they retrieved the rocket or not. However, it's unlikely they went to the trouble. While it survived the landing, it more than likely wasn't in the best shape either way. Besides, SpaceX is more focused on their upcoming Falcon, Falcon Heavy launch on February 6th, which happens as of recording tomorrow. And I am super fucking – I told my supervisor, I said, listen, you know I'm a nerd <laughs> and I'm proud of it. I'm watching the Falcon Heavy launch at my desk tomorrow just letting you know she goes adam you watch tv at your desk all the time i'm, I'm just letting you know <laughs> i'm making a point i'm letting you know science that's really what i'm just that's trying right. to tell you and then i explained to her what was going on she's like oh that's cool she goes well why is that one more important and my friend uh tori was right there she said don't have to oh and i go <laughs> funny you should ask <laughs> it's like boop, boop, no. boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> basically the falcon the falcon heavy is important and i will be quick the falcon heavy is important because it is able to launch much more into space at once and further so it's kind of uh if they can if they can do this successfully it opens since spacex kind of 
I, I don't want to say rent, but they're kind of like your shit in space here kind of mm-hmm. thing that now a lot of different scientific um, entities can be like, oh, shit, we can put this in a space and this in a space. It just opens a lot of doors. I want and, a billboard to go into space that says Wayne Enterprises. Oh, fuck. Just for like just for the fucking lulls, dude. Yeah. I want a billboard so big you can see it from space that says the lazy geeks, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but with our this pictures is also, on it, <laughs> right? This is also the rocket um, that will launch uh, Elon Musk's much acclaimed Mars ship that he was talking about. Because that motherfucking thing is huge. You know, the funny thing is that thing's really big, but it's mostly hollow. <laughs> so it's not—it's not like it's that heavy, but it's—it's it's pretty big. It looks like a giant dick too on the on the landing pad. I was looking at the mar- the the markups. I'm telling you, okay. Elon somebody, Musk. Is, somebody had a little fun with the design. That's metaphorical. He's launching his dick in space. And you know what the cool thing is? So tomorrow. So you literally can call it dick waving. Yeah. Tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this when it first came out, he's launching something very silly into space because he just needs to prove that it works, mm-hmm. and because he owns the company. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's Tony Stark, he's basically. La- yeah. He's launching a Tesla Roadster in space. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if it's a, I'm just, I just need to launch something and I have one of these laying around or I'm so rich, I don't fucking care. Hmm. Yeah. You know? It's one but of the, I it's, it was- it's one of those, hey, you know what? He's looking at it. Why don't we, why don't we try doing this? <laughs> you know what's funny? Two things are funny. One that will technically be the first traditional automobile in space if we're not counting the rovers. <laughs> and two, that car would technically turn on and be able to drive around on any planet because <laughs> it's all electric. <laughs> so are we proving more points here, Mr. Musk? I'm just saying. <laughs> I love Elon Musk. Dude. This is my fucking spirit animal. This motherfucker, he does what he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to go, you know, fucking start an electric car company. And they're like, that's stupid. No one's going to do that. Oh, I didn't ask your fucking opinion. Right. So fuck you. And then all of a sudden it's the shit. You know what I mean? Like I kind of just – it's to the point and I know it's a level of hero worship. Just like I just believe everything he says. (laughs) And I think most people are like that now. Like Elon Musk says something. I mean of course it's true. Elon Musk said it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, <laughs> and the, no, but legit, the one the thing I like the most is when something does fail, he owns it. Yeah, like he's like, okay, we we need to keep pushing, but we fucked up there. Yeah, I'm like, see, that's respect, dude. Because when these other companies be fucking up, Samsung, <laughs> Apple, you know, these big wigs, they'd be like, oh well, um, allegedly the phones is fucking up. Yeah, uh, and then at the end they're like, look, <laughs> it's like fuck off. <laughs> All right, but uh, All right. that's it for the fucking news, baby. All right, so our main story tonight, Xbox exclusivity issues. Mm. <laughs> so uh, you want to take this one? Uh, yes. Now this, let me sit up. <laughs> Put on some pants quite while a you're bit at reading. it. Oh, Polygon has an Excellent. I'm not putting pants on. Polygon has an excellent write up um, that really I actually read this on the train and it it's uh, it really spells out the issue. 
that Xbox has. And, and I think it's just going to be bad in 2018. Um, so let's get into it. Microsoft has given Xbox head Phil Spencer a vote of confidence, promoting him to executive vice president of gaming. In return, Spencer will be expected to solve the company's immediate problem. The Xbox, Xbox One doesn't have enough big name exclusives. As we tumble into the mass consumer era of this console generation, the Xbox One is far behind the PlayStation 4 in terms of global install base. Microsoft refuses to release hardware sales numbers, but analysts we spoke to estimate the Xbox One at around 35 million compared to the PlayStation 4 at more than 73 million. That yawning two-to-one disparity is unlikely to get better this year. A look at the two companies' 2018 exclusives roster makes the for grim reading, at least for Xbox fans. <clears throat> By the way, just to take a break, um, if you guys don't read Polygon, you're fucking up. Because their editorial shit is on point. Like these motherfuckers are the New York Times of video games. <laughs> like, no joke. So step your game up. Um, this year, the PlayStation 4 will offer up The Last of Us Part Two, Spider-Man, God of War, Dreams, and Detroit Become Human. That one, major, I'm, I'm I'm hyped for Detroit. Become you know what I'm saying? That shit looks amazing. As major releases from highly creditable stu- studios. Sony has also been busy locking down third-party deals for games like Destiny 2, Call of Duty World War II, and Star Wars Battlefront 2. Now, what they mean by third-party deals is they'll get some stuff either exclusive to them for the game or they'll get some stuff first, but those games are cross-platform. The The (laughs) Xbox One's confirmed 2018 exclusives include State of Decay 2, Crackdown 3, and Sea of Thieves. It's the end of the list. Um, these are interesting games from good studios, yet all but the most rabid of fans must admit that this is a less inv- invigorating prospect than Sony's solid lineup. The high-profile cancellations of two Xbox One games over the past two years in Platinum Games, Scalebound, and Lionhead's Fable Legends were where blows were blows to Microsoft's slate of exclusives. Spencer knows he got he's <laughs> I almost say he got a problem. <laughs> Spencer knows That's he's what they got were a trying problem. to say. He got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. He said so himself. Quote, our ability to go create content has to be one of our strengths. End quote. He told Bloomberg um, late last year. We haven't always invested at the same level. We've gone through ups and downs in the investment. End quote. Officially. Um, finding <laughs> the games that will energize the Xbox One is going to be the biggest challenge of his long career. Um, going on, we spoke to four analysts who all agree that Microsoft needs to act soon and that major acquisitions are by far the most likely route. Now here we're going to go into some theories, theories that have been floating around this week that Microsoft's looking to make some pretty big purchases and the way things are looking, these might not be rumors. I'm, I'm kind of reading the tea leaves here. So take it with a grain of salt. Microsoft recognizes this is an important issue, says P- Pierre's. Harding Rolls, <laughs> his name's Harding Rolls, um, <laughs> director of research and analyst at IHS. I guess he's important enough. I should make fun of him. What kind Hence, of rolls you got? Harding Rolls, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we should make fun of him. <laughs> um, hence, oh, he used the word hence. Yeah. Which makes him kind of cool in my mind. I like when people throw that in. Hence, 
Phil Spencer's comments about investing more in delivering first per- – your sentence makes no sense. Sony's going to be aggressive at this stage of the hardware cycle, said Superdata Research CEO Juiced Van Drunen. He's a fucking villain with that, <laughs> with that, that name. He's got that mustache twirl, you know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, it gives the impression that Microsoft's exclusive pro- portfolio is pretty meager. They haven't had that consistent content agenda like Sony has, and so that's why I think they now come up a little short. Some of their titles didn't perform all that well. Also, Microsoft Juiced has a neck beard. I just picture yes. him having a neck beard. I mean, and a pinky ring. I don't oh. know why. Oh, yeah. That'll bring it all together. I don't know why. And a fat medallion. <laughs> Microsoft has a cash pot of at least $130 billion, boosted by recent tax cuts that heavily favor large corporations. When you consider that the market capitalization of a company like Electronic Arts is around $35 billion, it looks like a handy war chest. Microsoft overall had a great year, said David Cole, owner of DFC Intelligence. They always have these like super professional names for analyst companies. Like, well, fuck it. You just look at the video games and shit. Like, quit tripping. <laughs> they read GameSpot, you know, the, ga- the game right. or what's that game radar or something like that. They're just like flipping through the pages. They of- should bring that GameSpy, just the name. <laughs> and and they, we should start a company, name it GameSpy. That'd be legit. <laughs> there we go. Um, but that had nothing to do with the Xbox One. Aww. For the Xbox <laughs> team, they've got to make some pretty big strategic decisions. Um, they need to explain a strategy for how they could be relevant going forward in the gaming industry. And I'm going to come back to that in a second. Uh, rumor of acquisitions are a per- what? perennial. Per- perennial? Is that perennial? Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, perennially. <laughs> perennially. Perennially. Favorite pastime in the game industry. See, Polygon is above my level. You understand? <laughs> um, but with Microsoft's, it's like Ars Technica for the common man. Right. That's what Polygon is. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but with Microsoft's exclusives problem, married to its lagging behind PlayStation and its pot of gold, the gossip has intensified recently. <clears throat> acquisition rumors. Some of, some of the names being thrown around are, as possible acquisitions by Microsoft are, frankly, astounding, even unthinkable. Believe me, because when I first heard them, I'm like, y'all tripping. Like, I was like, yeah. this is fucking ridiculous. I, I did the same thing, too. I was like, like, what? Get the fuck out of here. But the fact that they are doing the rounds is instructive. The The most recent one we heard from a reliable source close to Microsoft <laughs> <laughs> was, in fact, Electronic Arts. We also heard a whisper about Valve and, and about Korean outfit PUBG Corp. I believe PUBG Corp and... I'll believe EA before Valve. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, for those that don't know, Valve owns Steam. So that would be a hell of a win for Microsoft because they would own PC gaming. Steam Steam owns PC gaming. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be incredible. Which would uh, make sense in their – well, let, we'll get to that after. Yeah. Right. Which Microsoft last year signed to a timed exclusive for its its hit survival shooter Player Unknown's <clears throat> Battlegrounds. I'm talking about PUBG. Um, because because of where we are in the life cycle of all these things, I'm expecting to hear Microsoft announce something very, very shortly, said Van Drunen. <laughs> Another reason for optimism about an acquisition comes from internal shifts within Microsoft. Spencer was promoted in the fall to executive vice president, gaming, where he has a much bigger say over how video games fit into the company's overall strategy. 
He came on at a time when the Xbox One was in a bad position, said Cole. I think he's made the best of a bad situation. The overall strong position of the company is positive because it gives the room to invest in gaming. And I agree with that. I think um, I think Spencer's done a good job with what he had yeah. because he, he kind of came in when it was a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> well, you know, Balmer they, and all them. So. Yeah, they were talking about that some nonsense back then. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella. Satya Nadella. Um, I like that dude too. Yeah. Uh, is more enthusiastic about games and Xbox than his predecessor, Steve Ballmer, mm-hmm. greenlighting the $2.5 billion purchase of Minecraft developer Mojang as one of his first major acquisitions in 2014, which was a fucking bomb move. Um, it's worth looking at Microsoft's patchy history of game industry acquisitions mojang was microsoft's first game studio acquisition since lionhead in 2007 lionhead was closed in 2016 (laughs) (laughs) prior to that microsoft bought rare in 2002 rare has proven to be a disappointment relegating until recently to punching out connect games this year it makes something of a return with the unusual multiplayer pirate adventure sea of thieves Sony has a lot of internal studios, but that means they are going to have more exclusive games than Microsoft, uh, said Michael Prachter, a senior analyst with WebBush (laughs) (laughs) Securities. Sony has always been about first party, and Microsoft wants to emulate that, but they allowed studios like Rare and Lionhead to fade away. And they were solid studios rare and and when they were bought i don't know what the fuck happened um they kind of only had one hit though microsoft's biggest studio success was bungie which it acquired in 2000 fueling the halo series through three generations of consoles but bungie is no longer a part of microsoft its hit sci-fi shooter series destiny overshadowed replacement internal studio 343's uh, industries halo 5 Back in 2013, while he was corporate vice president of Microsoft Studios, Spencer said he planned to open new internal studios and incubators, but these seem to have mostly come to nothing, with decent work like Project Spark fading away. Some of Microsoft's teams do great work. Turn 10 Studios and Playground Games released a Forza Motorsport or Forza Horizon title every year, respectively. The id at Xbox program is doing a a competent job at attracting great indie games like Cuphead. Cuphead was fucking a blowout success too. This year, a number of smaller exclusives will arrive on Xbox One, including Ashen, Deep Rock Galactic, and the Darwin Project, but none of these are likely to make a difference against Sony's behemoths. And, of course, Sony 2 has a strong slate of indie exclusives, including an attractive PlayStation VR lineup. No doubt Microsoft has some secrets up its sleeve, a new Gears of War is to follow the Coalition's 2016 Gears of War 4 would be a welcome addition, but there's no word on it outside of a passing mention in Microsoft's recent announcement about Xbox Game Pass. It's possible that a studio like the Coalition, by the way, it's kind of worded weird, but the Coalition is the studio that is making Gears of War, is working on a big new IP, although this seems unlikely given the company's false start with its early attempt to create something new to take on Sony's Uncharted series, which they shouldn't have even tried. And of course, Microsoft has Mojang, 
but the studio's biggest game isn't a Microsoft exclusive. Minecraft is available on just about anything, and that ain't no fucking. I think my toaster plays fucking Minecraft at this point. Yeah, I got it, I got distracted by my, my my microwave. I was trying to heat up some pizza, and I ended up playing uh, Minecraft for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, oh right. shit! A fucking creeper came out when I was trying to get some milk. Um, we know there's a new Tomb Raider game coming from Square Enix. But whether it will be a year-long Xbox One exclusive like 2015's Rise of the Tomb Raider is an open question. Commercially, it's more difficult to argue for this than it was earlier in this console's generation. Yeah, it's getting too late in the game to be playing games like that. Yeah. Like it's No one wants to do it. Rumors are knocking around that shooter brand Perfect Dark might make it come back. British studio Elect- Electric Square is staffing up significantly to work on an Xbox One exclusive. We're finally at the at towards the end, folks. <laughs> Certainly, we can expect something at E3 this year. In November, Xbox publishing manager Shannon Loftus told GameSpot, "I think our offering is good, and it is a solid, or it is solid. Sorry, I definitely hear that gamers want more. Would we love to have two dozen more super strong exclusives? You bet. We do have more coming, more that are in the works that we're not talking about now." I mean, whatever. If you ain't got nothing to say, don't say nothing. That's how I feel. <laughs> right. But it will take a lot to close the perceived quality gap with Sony, um, positioning Microsoft as a viable contender in this generation. After all, it now faces a serious threat from Nintendo's runway success with the Switch, which that company is achieving through exclusive games as well as smart hardware design. Um, on top of PlayStation 4's continued success, the Switch had an incredible year, noted Cole. Once Microsoft falls behind, they may start to be seen as a secondary platform. All this brings us back to the potential for an acquisition that might make Microsoft a pool of development talent. Some great new IP and potentially big new games ready at hand for release on Xbox One. So before I even say anything, let me... F- where is it? This article, which is in the show notes, was written by Colin Campbell. I got to give him credit because it's beautifully done. Yeah. Like that's what I was gonna. I was telling Steve before the podcast I was gonna read it and then do a summary. I'm like, no, I want to read the whole fucking joint because every piece of it is relevant. It's not fluff. Right. You know, it's it's every piece of it is relevant information. It gives you a real good background on what's going on. So this shit is a real problem for Microsoft. I mean, they they don't. And Microsoft used to be known for exclusives. Like they had a good lineup for exclusives and they got garbage right now. Um, What was the thing I said I was going to go back to? Oh, he said Microsoft overall had a great year. And I think that I think a lot of people are because Microsoft did have a great year as a company that Windows 10 has been doing great. Office has been doing great. Everything's been doing great. And I think. Right. And I think that success of all that is kind of in the public's eye, swallows up Xbox a little bit, especially if they're not gamers. And they just assume Xbox is doing great, too. Right. But Xbox is one of the weakest arms of Microsoft right now. Currently, I mean, that's not really saying it's by comparison because it's not like it's a failing console. I mean, it's doing great. But well, it, Sony compared people will to, call it a failing console well, because fuck, you know. fuck those people. But it's. Compared to the pro- the big problem, I think more more so than Sony is Nintendo. Nintendo is coming in, and they've been such a distant third place that they're not even relevant in the fucking race. And now they're so close now, right? 
where they're killing it that now Microsoft's getting it from both ends and not in a good way. <laughs> so it's it's interesting all these rumors about acquisitions. When I first heard about them, I'm like, this is bullshit. Get the fuck out of here with this fucking nonsense. But then I was, I'm, especially when I read this article and I looked a little deeper in it, I'm like, you know what? It doesn't sound that bad. If EA has a $35 billion price tag, but they have $135 billion at Microsoft to spend, right? you know what I mean? Like, Why wouldn't they buy EA? Yeah. EA has a fucking stable of games. Madden alone. Yeah, and think about, you know, exclusivity with that you know of uh and then of having that kind of talent pool to be able to develop you know i mean and then you think about just the games they would do you know they'd make money hand over fist in regards to just sales alone with the right. fifa with madden and, and then the star wars titles and all of that shit and battlefield uh but then you go to the other side of them okay develop something for us and then with the ea the ea label on there you know, you, oh, and then you've got you've got gold right at that point. And keep in mind here, EA is a publisher. They own companies. Okay, they yeah. own Bioware, um, EA Dice, fucking even PopCap, The Sims Studio. Like they they own a shit ton of this fucking stuff. This episode is brought to you by EA All Access. <laughs> they own EA All Access. <laughs> they own most importantly EA Sports, which I think is mm -hmm. is something that is a big fucking deal. Yeah. Um, EA Sports pretty much owns the sports market right now. I mean, I think the basketball, no one plays their basketball game, but whatever. Madden, um, the soccer, Madden, Madden and FIFA. I'm yeah. done talking about it at this point. Like those two games, when they come out, people, those are the last games people line up for. Yeah. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. I'm not playing. <laughs> okay. And then, um, Oh my god, I'm on Wikipedia looking at the fucking shit EA has. It's just ridiculous, dude. And but I one of the things that that's always kind of bothered me. I mean, I like my I like the my Xbox. I like playing games on the Xbox. But there's not a whole lot that like I'm still glad I have my PS4 because games with like Spider-Man, you know, um, right. you know, uh Detroit, you know, those those games that I've been looking at at EA, EA for, I mean, I'm E3 for like the last two to three years. It's like, I know they're going to come to the PS4. And it's like, I'm glad I have those because I want to play those games. And then that whole bullshit with that um, Microsoft did with the last, uh, the last um, Tomb Raider game, I thought was a bit of bullshit because here you have them going, oh, we have a year exclusivity you're just cutting yourself off later on because by the time it comes out in, you know, for the PlayStation, nobody cares. Everybody's moved yeah. on. And that's like, dude, what are you doing? When I heard that, I was like, that's just a lot. That's just like, it's just stupid. It is. And it, and to me, it was kind of backhanded too. Like I, I it moves like that piss people off, yeah. you know, and then you're just fucking screwing around and you'll piss off people that, that are, that are even on your console. Yeah. Like they'll be like, what the f that's kind of fucked up yeah. you know what i mean like so it kind of it gives you kind of a bad light i feel yeah. you know but um you know whatever well, yeah, they only this, did that once because at this particular point you know it's the same thing that happens when you know and that, that happened in the smartphone market where everybody was like oh yeah we're gonna do it for iphone and then people on android got a little pissed off about it because they're like well what the fuck why oh iphone people get to have it first i mean and if you notice that's stopped as of late 
Like yeah, they, it hasn't been happening. It, you know, they'll do it for iPhone because you know they have they have more hoops to run through on iPhone. And then usually within like a you know a couple of weeks or some of that, Android's available. Yeah, no one minds if you have to wait a couple of weeks. Yeah. As they did that with um, Mario Run, mm-hmm. Nintendo. They they brought it out on iPhone, and I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense for something to come out on iPhone first because it's easier to develop for. Because they only have like two or three phones at a time. <laughs> they have one OS right. and they have half the market share. So it, you can get you can get it out faster. You know, Android, you got to play around with it a little bit more. But um, I Microsoft needs to do something. They need to do something quick. And I think that the rumors of acquisitions are not as far fetched as I as I thought they were. Um it would be interesting to see what they try to buy. That Valve move, I don't know about that. That just seems a little too, a little too much. But if they own that, dude. But the thing is, if they buy Valve, though, like yeah, they own Steam and stuff like that. That really only kind of helps in 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 even short terms and long terms. You know, Valve. You know, it's like you get Steam. Okay, that means you're really just gonna ha- kind of help out your PC division. But, you know, like, yeah, but you do. That's the thing, though, is that Microsoft, it's still the gaming division. Yeah. And but... and they'll own fucking PC gaming. It, it, it the, the war is over. Like, <laughs> it, like, it's it's Microsoft already owns PC gaming anyway. But by association, like they're providing the operating system right. that everybody plays games on. But if they own Steam, they'll integrate Steam into fucking Windows 10 because they, they love doing that now, integrating things right. into Windows 10. And then it's baked in. Dude, come on. Like it's it'll still work the same for the players, but Microsoft will be collecting all the fucking dough. Yeah, but the you thing, know which but, fucking money they'll make off of that? Yeah, but the thing is, is that, yeah, it's still considered the gaming division, but you don't need an Xbox One for that. And that's where the that's where I think the but real with all that fucking cross platform stuff they've been trying to do, you yeah. don't think it would get easier when they no. if they bought Steam? Come no, on, dude. No. It it would, but at the same time, it's still not. It's not the. It wouldn't be the driving force. What if Elon Musk bought Valve? <laughs> 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 we playing fucking downloading would, Steam games on the would, boom, he baby. Would, he would bring in the ColecoVision just because. Just, just to be a dick. Yeah, just be like, and yeah. we'd love them. Yeah, and he'd be like, going, yeah, we're reintroducing the ColecoVision. Everybody like, well, seriously? It's like, yeah, I had one laying in the office. And I thought, hey, you know what? Let's do this. Why again. don't we build eight million more of these? Right. Like, fuck it. You know. <laughs> um, it's also a time machine, just because I was bored. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, there really isn't much for me to say past what was already said in the Polygon article. But I really thought it was important to bring everybody's attention because I know a lot of. I'm reading online and people just are all over the place with this one. And and I feel that this article really fucking sums it up. And it's it, it the and fuck, I was one of them. I was like, fuck you. You know, Microsoft's not buying EA. Get the fuck away from me with that. But it's not, it's not that so out of the wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, it's it's it could happen and it could happen this year. And if it, it does happen, fuck. Yeah. Well, you know how you said with like, you know, like they bought Bungie and. And those other, yeah, but look who was running Xbox at the time. Fucking Balmer. Yeah. So, you know. And he, he, Balmer and Gate and Gates, don't fucking, don't get it twisted, are both 80s businessmen. It's divide and conquer. It's you're successful, I'm buying you or crushing you. Like that's what, that's how that works. You know, but that, that kind of business 
doesn't really happen as much anymore. There's more mergers and and everybody's peaceful. It's like the UN of fucking businesses, you know. So well, keep in mind what happened with with uh, with Bungie and what was that other company they had? Um, Rare. Uh, Rare. Yeah. Lionhead. Yeah, you know they either they either were successful or they crushed them or they you know cut them off. But, Truth be told, the Lionhead was a one trick pony. They had the Fable series. Not much else but, that I can remember. You know, but then that's why, and you think about it, you know, with that series of companies, you know, that, that were, you know, gotten rid of, then you have them, you go find out, oh, they're going to get Mahjong, Mojang and do Minecraft. Yeah, it was, it was very, very feasible why people got worried, you know, because they're like, yeah, we've seen what they did here, but they did something different and now it's become one of their big, one of their big staples. But yeah, I mean, I... You know, we could see something by by E3. I think we will. I really think we will. Yeah. All right. So, shall we move on now? Yes. All right. So, it's time to move on to our what the actual fuck. So, <laughs> mine comes from the Huffington Post. And I just saw it because I just thought it was hilarious. Um, the road to hell may or may not be paved with good intentions. But a stretch of highway in Arizona is being maintained with the best intention, intentions by Satanists. The Satanic Temple of Arizona adopted a stretch of 110 near Casa Grande and sent volunteers armed with pitchforks to pick up trash on the highway to, well, actually it's to Phoenix or Tucson, depending on which direction you're driving. America, America Curl, a member of group, uh, of group, told uh, local Fox station KSAZ that she asked the State Department of Transportation if they could do the cleanup. Quote, I just want to clean up the highway. Please give me a highway to clean up. And they said, fine, Curl said. After Hell, Satan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, after filling out a form and paying a fee, then working like the devil <laughs> to keep the road clean. Now the group has a sign, and it shows a picture here of uh, Adopt a Highway, the Satanic Temple of Arizona. <laughs> satanic. They do that. They did that shit for the lulls. Oh, <laughs> quote, people have this perception that one side does good stuff and the other side does all the bad stuff. Uh, Sue DeHaan, one of the founding members of the Satanic Temple of Arizona, told local NBC station News 4 Tucson, he added, what we're really showing here is that, the, that Satanism is a legitimate religion, even though it's non-aesthetic. Uh, we are showing people, uh, we are showing the people do have a sense of community and want, and they want to get involved. The Han told the station the members don't act, believe in the devil. They just simply don't believe in God. The group has posted pictures of their cleanup effort on its website. Oh, they're those Satanists? Yeah. They're atheists. Well, yeah, but that's what that's what the whole I've heard that before about what the Church of Satan actually was is they didn't really the Church of Satan was just a counter Christianity. It wasn't. Uh, there, there's a lot. The problem is, is what sect are you talking about? Like, there's some that do worship the Christian devil. There's some that worship fucking Baphomet. There's some it's it's like or there's some that don't worship anybody. It's like how about we just stop worrying about labels, man? <laughs> you know, like it gets confusing. I like the title of this Satanist Adopt a Highway, so you may as well start playing some A C D C now. Yeah. <laughs> that highway's not it's south of me. I I get I 
I get on the Phoenix end of the I-10 like almost every week. <laughs> so, you know. So, yeah. Hail Satan, I guess. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to say. I want to I want to I want to buy I want to buy a highway and just put uh it's a Mario. It's a Mario. <laughs> and then the highway uh the highway cleanup. It's a Mario. <laughs> I want to get a highway just say lewd shit like dick wagon highway or some <laughs> stupid shit. So this this um piece this <laughs> this piece that I chose was hilarious. It, I laughed my ass off. I did for real. Steve, I believe me, I did. Um, breaking up can be hard to do. Oh, Jesus. This is also from Huffington Post. It's going to be corny as fuck, which is great. <laughs> so Reddit user Robert Sucucci, I think, a.k.a. Master Baser, <laughs> <laughs> decided, <laughs> decided the best way to end his contractual relationship with Planet Fitness Gym was by penning a heartfelt note. So his note, which I will read, um, I think they break it up or something, I don't know. But um, the tag for it, the picture that he posted was, Planet Fitness wouldn't let me cancel over the phone and required a certified letter to cancel. Since I live in a different state now, I dropped this in the mail today. <laughs> it is with deep, <laughs> let me get serious here, okay. It is with deep regret. And a heavy hat that I write this letter, wrote Sukuchi, who no longer needed his gym membership after moving out of state from Milford, Connecticut to Nashville, Tennessee. That's quite a change. Mm -hmm. um, certain events in my life have put me in a different place. And while it was one of the more taxing decisions I've had to make of late, it is the right one. He added in the tongue-in-cheek missive, <laughs> which <laughs> was shared online to, um, Tuesday. He also went down the it's not you, it's me route on this line. I know I've been distant, but it's because I've changed. I have different needs now. And to be frank, you really haven't changed at all. And there was a fair bit of nostalgia too. Quote, I still think fondly of you and the time we spent together as I drove by one of your many locations. Sometimes when I'm alone, I even throw on one of my old power pop workout playlists and feel the rush of our past course through me as if we were still one. <laughs> <laughs> but if Planet Fitness thought it still had a chance of fixing the relationship, it, de it delivered a killer blow with the postscript declaring that his wife, quote, also needs to cancel her membership, end quote. Sukuchi wrote the letter because Planet Fitness wouldn't let me cancel over the phone, and he had to, to do it either in person or with a cancellation letter sent via certified mail, Jesus. he told HuffPost on Thursday. That's some serious shit. Quote, I figured I'd have fun with it because you, you can either get really mad at something like this or just waste every somebody's time by sending them <laughs> something official that they have to take seriously he definitely sounds like he's from connecticut dude. Yeah. like they they're, they're like <laughs> new england hippies um this letter first of all dramatic reading by adam riley that, that's all i have to say <laughs> that's all you have to say that. um did i furthermore oh yeah he there's i'm looking at the fucking image the only the only paragraph I didn't read was furthermore I've moved on to and into <laughs> a new facility 
the gym at my apartment complex with a state of the art, whatchamacallit, that really tones my thighs and masters my ass in ways that were hith- hitherto un- unknown <laughs> and at proximity that would make you blush if you were to think about it. Wow. <laughs> I don't want you to be jealous or to judge me based on this decision. That's not the plan. It's fitness that i know and love i still love you but more like a friend at this point i'm sorry things couldn't have been better between us (laughs) (laughs) this is one of the greatest i'm crying this is one of the greatest things i've ever read like this is something let me let me be completely frank here this is something Steve and I would too. <laughs> yeah, totally. If they asked for something this ridiculous. I do this shit at work sometimes with emails. Not to this extent, but they'll ask me a stupid question. Then you know how you give that answer yeah. that way over explains it. <laughs> like, I think someone asked me one, like, I could answer it in one sentence, three paragraphs I sent them. Oh, yeah. From start to finish. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, fu- you now know how to do the entire <laughs> thing. You could come sit in my desk and do my job. Yeah. You know, so. I would get the, uh, try to try to simplify this into the easiest possible language. And usually I just copy and paste whatever, you know. I'm still, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm still trying to figure out a way I can start an e- a reply email with in the beginning. <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't got there yet. So uh, big ups to Master Basser. <laughs> um, this is brilliant. And we can learn from your, um, your image. <laughs> thank you and god bless um <laughs> so that's it for this week guys and girls of course uh, especially girls let me holler at me you know what i'm saying anyway um please give us top tier shelf motherfucking reviews i'm talking smack the shit out of those fucking reviews in a good way smack it until they like it that sounds kind of rapey but <laughs> you know what i mean or whatever you get or what what I'm see I'm reading in sentences that I've already fucked up. <laughs> if you're new to the show, you can hear any of our old episodes so we you can hear us talk about old news on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music, as well as the website Steve the LazyGeeks.com. Making sure you're paying attention over there. I felt we're so on <laughs> <laughs> We're also on social media, guys. Twitter and Instagram, both under the name The Lazy Geeks. That's one word. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and our Google Plus pages. Google Plus, guys. Yeah. We want some feedback. Friendster and MySpace. Friendster, our MySpace page. <laughs> MySpace still exists. I don't know anyone who uses it. I think it's just, it's supposed to be just music now, I think. I don't know. I yeah, don't... it's like, a, it's supposed to be a music. So I don't know. Justin Timberlake owns it or something. I don't That's know. Fuck. So send it, send any feedback you have to thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. And you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle-aged geek, Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek. And you can check out my other podcasts. Adam and I started It's Not Just Another Podcast, a weekly podcast that discusses news, politics, social media, and other nonsensical topics. Uh, you can find that on iTunes. Just go ahead and search It's Not Just Another Podcast, as well as the Extended Play Movie Podcast, which returns this week after a month hiatus. Uh, we are back talking about uh, past Oscar uh, winners. We are talking about Best Picture winners, and this week we are talking about Argo. Argo, fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> you can catch uh, 
And uh, that you can also search out on iTunes on the Extended Play Movie Podcast, or you can just catch both shows on the blog, it's not just another blog.com. And you can find me trolling <laughs> Twitter <laughs> at SapienTLG. And you can send me an email at Adam at the Lazy Geeks. Top motherfucking com, baby. And be sure to tune in. <laughs> and, and be sure to tune in on Friday for our latest uh, recap of Star Trek Discovery. This is where we this ep- this week's episode we are closing out the uh, Mirror Universe series, and then after that, that'll just leave two episodes left. So be sure to check us out on. Uh, on Friday and and again to check us out on Wednesday for it's not just another podcast we are a day late on that one uh, but be sure to check us out on there we've got that episode coming for you so that is it for us this week so until next time peace out peace out